0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us this morning to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 13. We're going to begin at verse number 1 and just read the first 9 verses. A lot of instruction here, a lot of things that as Christian men and women we need to be doing, uh, but but hidden within all of this, this admonition, this clear direction of how we ought to walk is a verse that uh, I, I think he did, well, I'm certain that he did it with a purpose, and I want to hope, at least hope this morning that we'll find that purpose in this verse that's kind of tucked away in all of this different admonition of the apostle. Let, let, let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body, marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, that I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace not with meats, which have not profited them, which have been occupied therein. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that we are opening our heart to it, that you would open it to our heart. Help us to receive it now with joy. And for those whose flesh would be rebellious to its grasp, to its call, I pray, God, that it be overwhelming that the desire for Christ would be more than the will to flee. We're desperate. We recognize that life and death is in the balance. We trust God that you'll do what we can't do. We need you as we pray it, believing in Jesus' name. Amen. You could you could start in verse one and simply spend weeks, no doubt, just trying to unpack the direction that the apostle gives in this salutation to the Hebrew. Uh, Paul was obviously writing to his own people, the book to the Hebrews, the Jew. And and as he closes this, this letter to them. Just gives them some some clear one offs, right these are just these are just single you could take them by themselves, and he just kind of stacks them one on the other. these different things that should be done and um, let me say this I'd be remiss if I didn't. You should know them you should you should know these as the men and women of God, we should grab hold of these truths and live it, because they are profitable for us, and they are right. Tucked into these nine verses that I read, and there's several other verses in the chapter, but as Paul is ending this, he makes a statement that uh, has absorbed seemingly every thought of my mind for the last two days. And uh, uh, Brother Roger Best preached on Wednesday night and did a wonderful job. And he asked me a question when he left. I I had a message when I came, and he asked me if my message would keep. And I said, yeah, I have no doubt about that. And uh, I was prepared to share that message this morning. And Then God began to change that too. Verse number eight will be our text today. The Apostle Paul makes a statement here that can be made of (laughs) no one else. He's fixing to make such a profound statement of truth that as best you could do and in all that you might know or gather in this world, you will find no one that fits this description. And I want, if I can today, to remind you, as the people of God, how wonderful this is. This simple truth. As we look at it, he said very few words in this statement, but he said Jesus Christ. That's the subject that is the one to all of this points to Jesus Christ. And he says this the same now you didn't have to put the other parts to this jesus christ we know to be eternal according to the book of revelations chapter number 1 when you first are introduced to who the book is about it describes him as he which was which is and which is to come eternal The apostle in many other places in the New Testament would declare that Jesus Christ was with God in the beginning. Before there was a beginning, before there would ever be that God created the heavens and the earth, before any of that, there was God. That's hard for us to grasp, I realize, and I'm not asking you to, to grab hold of that. Your mind simply don't have the ability to truly grasp what that is being said, but we can believe it. You realize we can believe things that we can't grasp fully. I'm grateful for that truth. For I got saved one day with a simple faith that required that I not understand all of what happens. I just believe it is. That I believe in the one that could make it come to pass, that makes it all possible. Tucked in the admonitions, these careful truths that are part of, that are foundational to men and women of faith, things that we should do, we find this simple statement, Jesus Christ the same. See, you didn't finish it. Well, it, it needn't be said, but I'll say it. Yesterday, Today and forever. <laughs> if you want to know who he is, you gotta go beyond what can be imagined in the past. We we go back to the book of Genesis and see that in the beginning God created. But did you know there was something before that? That He was before that. That He's always been before that, and that He is today. And may I say, He is to come. <laughs> He will always be. He has always been and he will always be. But the wondrous thing, you see, the wondrous thing is not his eternalness, his, his infinite of being in both directions as far as the east is from the west an infinite line that never stops either direction that's who my God is but the Paul puts into this something profound he said Jesus Christ the same the same. I don't know how much I've wept in the last two days as as in my private moments it has not ceased to affect my soul that he is the same. Cannot be said for you, you are not the same person you were a year ago. To the credit of God Almighty, I hope it can be said you're better today than you were then. You're not the same person that you were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, for some of us even 50 years ago. You're not the same person. You continue by the grace of God to be brought into that relationship, to bloom and to grow and to blossom and become of the person that God meant you to be. And may I say, if I live to be a 100 years old, another 45 years, may I say to you that I will keep changing. Glory to God, I'll keep changing. (laughs) I hope to God I keep changing. I hope that I never become stagnant in who I am today and not who I need to be. But Jesus Christ, notice there's no verb there. Right, all you good English majors, you picked right up on that Jesus Christ. There's no is. Had he said is, is is a present verb. He could have said was. He could have said will be. He could have said, <laughs> oh, you see where he's going with this. He said, when talking about him, it's hard to find the right tense Because he is and he was and he will be Jesus Christ the same. The same is descriptive of who he is. And you say that's all good, but I I didn't do very good in English and I'm not doing very good now. Let me see if I can help you. Jesus Christ never changes. (laughs) Jesus Christ has always been the same. He will always be the same. May I say, when you're perfect, there's no need to change. There's nothing to improve on there. There's no betterness to have accomplished. There's no other means. There's no other way. There's no other better. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You say, well, I think I get the point. Is it time for lunch? No. I think I want to share something a bit more. Because I don't believe we're in awe of the fact that he don't change. I'm overwhelmed, I'm disgusted, and I'm disturbed often at how people change. You know people change for the worse. There are some who have let down, laid down, and give up. And then the enemy creeps in and begins to take over and they begin to serve the world instead of God and and that can happen to a Christian. May I say today that if you're in that condition, I want you to know that everybody in this place loves you and everybody in this house has been where you've been, but we also, I want you to be clear of this, we also want you to know you don't need to stay there. You need to come out from among that, allow yourself to be broken before God and repent of your sin. You say, preacher, I have nothing to repent over. You're already caught when you get to the place that you think you have arrived and you need not change, you're already backslid on God. You've already turned your back. You've already looked a different way. Listen, the men and women of faith that we find in the word of God, they never said, don't make me better. No, we find the psalmist David saying, make me to know your precepts. Make me to change. Teach me the things I need to know. He never stopped asking God to teach him. An indication that we change, but he does not. Jesus Christ the same. I had to start here. You knew I had to start here. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, right? You're thinking to yourself, he had to start there, right? Because if really we're going to go as far back as what we have knowledge of, then we got to start at the place where it all began. And that day when Eve took of the fruit and she gave of Adam, they both ate and and in sin that day they were separated from God. You say, Was Jesus Christ in the beginning? Well, according to the word of God, the Bible said that God cast Adam and Eve out of the garden. He put flaming cherubs at the at the entrance of it, so they could not enter back in, because there was something in the tree of garden, in the in the tree of life that they or the in the garden that they could not eat. And it was what? It was the tree of life. And who is the tree of life? That would be Christ, Jesus Christ, the same. But what God? What did God do for them? Now, I'm talking about two that were reconciled. Do you think it was a surprise to God when he walked in the garden that day and found they had ate of the fruit? No, he knew exactly what they had done before he had got there, and yet he still came walking in their garden. I wouldn't say to you today that he's still the same. He's still the same. You've sinned this week and you've yet to repent. You've yet to be broken over your transgression and offense toward God and yet still he's His. Yeah. He's back again and he's willing today to forgive you just like he did them. They had violated the one thing he asked them not to do. They did. And they were separated from God. They could not be reconciled until Christ. And yet he came. Did you know that he's still the same? In every vile and wicked thing that you and I have done in this flesh, he still came to me and made a way for me to be delivered. The Bible said when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, the Bible said that something had to be done to cover their nakedness. God had to kill something. Something had to die. And he did. In that day, an animal was slain and the skin was used to make them a covering. And that was all they had. The best they could do were leaves and things of that nature. And may I say to you, I'm pretty certain a leaf never covered much. And yet God came and something had to die because of man. And yet, it died. Jesus Christ, the same. Let's move on. You can't preach this in a sitting, right? You can't, you can't get all this in one time, right? You poor people can't handle that. <laughs> I can't either. But the Bible said he spoke to one fellow one day and the world had got so wicked that God had repented he had made it. I heard somebody, I told somebody, I told Winnie and Debbie last night, I read a quote from a liberal atheist woman, actually, who said, If the Bible's true, then God's a mass murdering, sadistic killer because everybody in the days of Noah died at his flood. And I thought to myself when I read that, I said, She must have missed the part where he waited 120 years and preached every day get on this boat. Some of you will go to hell. It will not be be because he did not ask you, invite you, bring to you a gospel that could save you. When you stand before God, make no mistake, he will cast you into that lake of fire. He will not Dishonor the sacrifice that was given by his precious son as he bled and died in your place, as he paid the ultimate price that no man could pay. He will not overlook the cross when you stand before him. He will send you on into that abyss, to that pit, to that torment forever. But you didn't have to go. You don't have to go to hell (laughs) You don't have to die lost without God. You can. It's certainly something he's left up to you. You can choose today whether you believe or don't believe, whether you bow or don't bow, surrender or don't surrender. It's up to you. When the Holy Spirit comes to you, you got a choice to make. But you don't have to die without him. He spoke to Noah and he said, uh, he said, I need you to build me a boat. Noah found grace in his eyes. May I say that Jesus Christ, the same, he's still finding grace on this earth and and giving grace to men, not necessarily that deserve it, but men who give themselves for the purpose, something greater than their own flesh, they, they allow themselves to be a conduit of God, a, a servant in his work and his mission, willing to give up themselves for the cause and the purpose of Christ. And there is still grace for all of those people. He's the same. He's the same. 120 years go by, this big ark is built. And God tells Noah, get on the boat. Get on the boat. And Noah gets on the boat and God shuts the door. Seven days later, it starts to rain and it rains and it rains and the fountains of the deep break open and from the belly of the earth come every water that there is and it flooded this earth and everything died. Jesus Christ the same and yet there was a boat floating out there. There's an ark floating out there with souls on it. People souls that he cared for, souls that were willing to heed to his call. I want to say to you today that he's still the same. The boat is still waiting on you to get on board. This next one that's going to lead, friend, he wants you to be on board. I tell you of all the things that we can be grateful for, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus Christ, the same. He's the same. He wants to save you today. It's not his will according to the word of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What part of that did you miss? He wants you to be saved. Jesus Christ, the same. My goodness, my mind, it just wouldn't stop with all of these different ones, but I've got to to at least give you a few before we leave. I remember when he spoke to four fellows that had come out of, uh, they'd come out of, of Jerusalem had been brought into that captivity, drug all the way to Babylon, and stuffed into a college there that was, was heathen. And uh, my, how some of you probably gone through such an ordeal. And yet these boys were unwilling to bow. They'd made up their mind before they ever, before they had ever seen the first piece of the curriculum that was fixing to be given to them. They'd done made up their mind that they wasn't going to bow. They wasn't going to do they weren't going to violate what they had been taught. And the Bible said that well, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and Daniel, they made up their mind. They weren't going to eat the king's meat. No, oh, how, how he tried to persuade them that if you don't eat the king's meat, you're going to waste away. And he said, I'm going to end up losing my life over it. And Daniel looked at him and he said, I'll tell you what. He just give me 10 days and then you decide. 10 days. And all you're going to give to us is some pulse, some ground up lentils. And he said, that's all we're going to eat. And he said, you decide. Came back 10 days later and the Bible said they were fatter and fairer than any of the rest of them. I say to you today that Jesus Christ is the same. You say, I don't know if I can make it if I don't do what the world is telling me to do, if I don't follow what the world says to do, if, I, if I'm if i going against the flow, can we really survive out there? Well, Jesus is the same, yeah, so I think you can make it. If they can, you can. There ain't anything that he can't do for you and I. Oh, he would go on to prove it to all four of them young men. One time when... Nebuchadnezzar had made such a great image out in the middle of the plain and required that everybody bow down to this false God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't bow. They wouldn't bow. He even warned them. He said, I'm going to throw you into this furnace. They said, We're not careful to answer you concerning this matter, O king, for be it known unto you this day that the God we serve will deliver us. But even if he don't, we still will not bow to your idol. Jesus Christ is the same, you see. He's the same. He was the same then as he is today. Do you know that he's been in many a fire since then? I truly believe that many of you would count some of the things you've gone through. As a matter of fact, the apostle Peter would say, consider it not strange concerning the fiery trials of your faith. You've been in the fire. How many of us would testify today that why he is there with me? Amen. Amen. Do you understand, friend, that while these three men, they got cast into the fire and found that Jesus was in there? Not one time did we hear any of them say, hey, get me out of here. Had to tell them to come out. had Had to make them come out of the... I get that part, amen. When you with Jesus, you just don't want to leave, do you? I'm just trying to say to you today, he ain't changed. He's the same. Right? I got five hundred more examples. He's not changed. And I'm overwhelmed by this truth. They said, Daniel, you can't pray against the law do you know it might be against the law to worship god in this country it may happen it's against the law daniel you're not allowed to pray we finally found something that we can get this man on Oh, they despised him the bible said daniel knowing that the decree had been signed went right then to his house, opened up the windows, and like he did every other day of the week as he got on his knees and he prayed unto God, they didn't catch him the first time, but he went ahead and did it at noon and went ahead and did it again at evening just like he had always prayed three times a day. Finally, they got him before the king. Old Daniel ended up in the den of lions, and yet when the king Darius came the next morning and rolled that stone back, And he hollered into that den and he said, Oh Daniel, has thy God whom thou servest continually been able to deliver thee? I've always wondered if it woke Daniel up. (laughs) He said, Yeah, O King. He said, My God. This night hath sent an angel and stopped the lion's mouth for he found no evil in me or you. Do you know that Jesus is the same? I don't know how many things in your life is trying to devour you right now, but I know one that will, (laughs) he said it in the very chapter I read, will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Let me fast forward. Right? I know all of you are hoping I don't go through the whole Bible, right? What a truth. What a truth. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a part that's, that's unwritten. I don't have all the details of it. But I stand here today because there were men and women greater than me made a commitment before i was ever born these people made a commitment to christ you know what god did he did a work in them and it turned out that these these men and women would have children of their own and and they'd have children and and eventually i was one of them and most of them are out there now But you know what I know about their God? It's the same one that delivered them, that helped them, that, that cradled them and took care of them and loved them and provided for them. He's the same. You know what I found? I found that he has done me that way. Now I've got, children and they've got children. And you know what I get to see? Every Sunday I get to come in this place and I get to see them here. You say, how'd that happen? The only thing I can say is that he's the same. He's the same as he is for my parents. He's the same as he was for their parents. He is the same for anybody you'll find written in that book. Jesus Christ, the same. Come and get a song. Let me end with this. I can remember the event clearly. I can't remember the time exactly. I went back in our history book trying to figure out exactly. I found when I, was, when I joined the church and was baptized, I found that, but there was no record of the day I got saved. I don't actually know what day it was. I believe it was in July. But the truth is nobody really cared. I mean, my parents may have cared. My grandparents may have cared. That kind of deal, and certainly the people that were here, yeah, but it wasn't in the paper. Right? Nobody recorded it likely down here, but it got recorded somewhere. Yeah. I do you remember I was nine year old, just a little skinny fella? And I I know I didn't have no money, and I know I had a Hot Wheel. I remember the Hot Wheel in my right pocket, because me and old Tim Lane would share hot. We'd show them Hot Wheels off every Sunday. But that night, something got a hold of me. As I was minding my own business, sitting on the back bench of this church, right where (laughs) Teresa's sitting now, the Holy Spirit of God arrested my soul. I was a child. At nine-year-old, he arrested my soul. And just like that, I went from completely satisfied to unbelievably lost and bound for hell. Well, the short story is that I got saved that night. You say, how did you get saved? I trusted in Christ as my Savior. And what's the point to that story? What happened to me can happen to you Today. How come? Because he's the same. You glad he don't change? If he changed, I'd have to change the message. For 2,000 years, Scott, men have been preaching the same gospel. Why? Because he don't change. Good night, that's good. Oh, how good, that He lifted you up out of that pit one day and set you free. You know why I got hope for the next person that's, a, that's lost in that abyss? Because he's the same. Good grief, what a hope. What he did for me. He can do for you because he don't change. What a wondrous truth that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, today, right now, and forevermore. That's as much hope as I can put in one message right there. We've got hundreds of examples in the Word of God, and, and we're all grateful that he didn't ask me to preach them all to you, right? but they're all applicable. Why? Because he was the same then as he is right now. You have no excuse. If the Spirit of God is dealing with you the same way that the rest of the people in this building got born again, you can, because he's the same. Would you stand with us as we sing? I don't know your heart today, but I know this. He loves you. You say, how can you be so sure? Because he loves me. Because he's the same. He doesn't change. and Therefore, he cannot not love you because he's already made the statement he does love you. And if he can't change, well, that means he'll always, always, he'll love you. He wants to save you today if you're not saved. Let me tell you this, if, you're, if you know you've been saved today and maybe your heart ain't right with God, come to him. Repent. You say, preacher, you don't know what I've done. The Bible said that if you would confess your sins, that he was faithful and just to forgive you of that sin and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Yeah, but what if he's changed his mind? Aren't you glad he don't change his mind? He does not change. Alders open this morning. If you need him, as we sing a verse of a song, consider yourself and obey God.